friends, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. You can find Fort Worth Roots on all of your favorite streaming platforms. We're also on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. You can also get us by email at media at fortworthroots.com. Stay tuned to the very end. We talk more about upcoming events and all of our wonderful sponsors. Real quick, do want to talk about Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. You can get them at roofingsolutionshauk.com or by phone at 817-882-6520. Call them, say you heard about it on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. They will give you 50% off a roofing tune-up. More information about that at the end of the show. Today's guest is an excellent local Fort Worth comedian. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here today. Please give it up for our friend, Brian Breckenridge. And let's start the show. So I, I think probably in your life doing comedy, you run into assholes like me that are like, oh, it's a comedian. I can just talk shit to him. Does that happen a lot? Constantly. How do you Never feel about fails. That? Uh, so just it feels like, every, like a lot of people, they've made a funny <laughs> in their life. And I get it. A lot of people are funny in a lot of different ways, which is totally fine. Some people... Uh, or... They, they're, and they're really funny people around their like close group of friends right. because they know what makes their friends laugh. Right. And then they meet, and it, it's not like, I, I'm not the kind of guy, I'm, I wasn't a class clown. I'm not the kind of guy that needs to be a center of attention. Are you serious? No, really? no, no, I wasn't. I was well behaved and I didn't want to piss off the teacher because that would get everybody in trouble, including myself. And then I would get in trouble at home. So I, and I wanted to keep my video game and trampoline and bicycle privileges and right. my amenities at Pumper home. Steak. I wanted to keep that. I learned the negotiation right. a long time ago. You knew the rules. But then you meet people that are, that have never been on stage. That's one thing I love about comedy is it's my time and place uh-huh. to be funny. When I'm off stage, that's, it's, it's a free for all. That's totally fine. I get that. But then there are people that because they they are funny and they might actually be genuinely really funny in front of their friends. Right. You know, they might be a funny bartender. They can make any. They can make strangers laugh. And but they think they know what you do when they've never even been to an open mic. Yeah. They've never bombed. Yeah, they bombed personally with jokes that <laughs> haven't flown. But luckily, there it was an audience of one or two. Right. Yeah. It's like no. Have you bombed in front of? Have you bombed in front of two hundred, three hundred people? Yeah. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> also, these are two to three hundred people you don't know. Right. Strangers. It's one thing making yeah complete strangers laugh, who are there to for you to make them laugh. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's not like hey, they pulled up. To order a you know some f- a beer and some food, yeah. and you just happen to be a funny bartender. That's not part. There's not like a, a Dick's Last Resort for just funny. You know that would be that would be fucking hell. <laughs> Dick's Last Resort is just like you know every waiter's like fucking wet dream of just like oh, I can be a complete piece of shit. And there's places like that where yeah. they can just be shitty to customers. Like oh that was so fun. But imagine a Dick's Last Resort where everyone had everyone had to be on as a comic. That's that's literally like a fever, like that's like a hell, like a particular hell that you would be sent to. 
for I don't know being like a rapist comic or something like that. Like Whoa. that's the hell that you would have. you one not only do you have to wait tables, you have to be funny, and your tips are based on not if the food comes out right. If your jokes landed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is actually the first time you and I have ever met. I saw you uh, on stage at the Cicada with Dustin and Matt for the uh, oh. Jerry Jonestown Massacre yeah, yeah. live event. I don't know what he called it. I think he had a name for I it. I was very funny that night. And I think some people... <laughs> no, I mean, you should definitely... Some people were like, oh, yeah. I'm just like... No, you this. should definitely have your own opinion. And your opinion is that you were funny that night. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good. That's good. I'm uh, like, wait, why, why else was I asked to be on this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. That was a it's also great when Matt episode. doesn't step on what you're saying, which Listen. I love get, I love getting into Matt about that. I'm like, dude, you've been a co- you've been a co-host of a podcast for how long with so many guests? Can you sh- can so, you ask a question and let them answer? Yeah. So for Matt, Matt has been on the Fort Worthers podcast, yeah. and uh, yeah, <laughs> real talk. Love you, Matt. That piece of I shit. He's never gonna listen to this. He, he's so lucky that he's got this lovability. We do to love him, this, this teddy bearness. Yeah, because anybody like, else, we would have oh, hung in the street. He's he's dumb, but it's <laughs> oh, not his fault. Let's say. <laughs> We love Matt. I remember one, th- I think it was maybe my second time on Jerry Jonestown, where I was just like, hey, y'all know I'm a guest, right? Like, because it, it felt like I wasn't there. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, no, no, like, okay, it's their thing. But then yeah. Matt would ask questions, and I'm just like, you asked a, you asked me a question, and now you're not letting me answer. Like, what? <laughs> Dude, that's Stubbs, baby. That's Stubbs. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's, it's wonderful, and we love them, and it's a great show, and Stubbs is definitely one of the brightest parts of that always fun production and he lives very really close <laughs> to me now but i've yet to go to his new house where do you but, uh, oh him and mandy he, yeah he lives in arlington i guess are I they he are, took over his grandma's old house or oh, something like that okay, okay. but so apparently it's very close you're on the arlington I, side then. yeah i live right near like uta and then the next time i saw you was at your birthday bash out at the uh hyenas yeah that was a good show, man. You had some uh, Thank you. pretty good... Uh, a lot of new material. I'm trying to work out a new... Well, and it was weird how they did it that night. By the way, that was our first date. I mean, oh, really? This one here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great show. And uh, the, the guys you had come up before you, minus the magician, were really funny. Yeah, uh, they had a magician at the comedy show. How do you that feel about that? Not a fan. There's a time and place for magicians. You know, but they can do their own act at a comedy club. I don't mind, but when their ten minutes takes away from my twenty-five, which happened that night, I was kind of peeved. (laughs) It's not the magician's fault. It's not his. It's the people that book that shit and just kind of like, oh no, fuck this guy. It's his birthday. He invited a lot of people, but. uh, Let's make a liar out of him. I, in front I of all only his brought that up because I heard you mention it to somebody earlier. Oh yeah, it was actually a pretty good set. Um, he was not a good magician, and he wasn't <laughs> trying to be. It's a stick. It's a stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's part of his like the amazing show. Jonathan, who actually would pull out some magic here and there, yeah. but purposely play off being like a shitty magician. Yeah, which is fine. I, I don't mind it, but that now your uh, set was great. Your set was great. Thanks. Now earlier when we got started, you were talking about how like you know it's different whenever you're telling jokes to family and friends versus a room of strangers. But that night, that particular night that I saw you perform at Hyenas, I think fifty percent, maybe seventy five percent of the people in there were probably your friends. Oh and yeah, it was that a, was, it was a, a great. Ho- it was a Homer crowd. That it was awesome. <laughs> Awesome. You press that birthday button. When you're in the arts, you're in a band, you're a comic, and you're doing a show on your birthday, and you don't have, like, a manager or anything, you need people to come out. Yeah. And that really presses well on the guilt bone, because yeah. so many people are like, man, I'm so sorry I haven't seen you. And it gets to a point where I'm just like, I'm tired of hearing that. Just don't 
tell me one thing I hate I don't know why this one moment came out to me in particular but I was at a bar patio here in Fort Worth and this guy I've known just at, from that bar off and on years he's in a band you know kind of seriously maybe not I don't know he was like hey man uh, just want to let you know that I you know one of these days I'm just gonna like randomly show up to one of your shows and I literally that was a point maybe I was just having a bad night I literally looked at him I go hey this person's name shove that shit up your ass I'm like I do not want to hear that right now oh you're not telling me you're going to come to the specific show that I need people to come out to you're going to tell me you're going to randomly come out to one of my shows I'm like why did you even open your mouth <laughs> like I need it's getting to the point where this day in comedy post-covid it, a lot of people uh, at my level of local nobodies, a lot of comics get booked on how many people they can bring out. Sure. Yeah. So now I have a, one of my worst habits is taking things personally. But also I'm like, I, I don't mind that too much because if I don't take it personally, I, I feel like I would just, you know, be disconnected from something that matters to me. Mm. So, yeah, I take things personally to a fault. But also it's something I care about. So if I should take it personally, I think it should be comedy. So... When people tease me about coming to a show, I'm just like, hey, I needed you to come to shows five years ago to show that I'm a draw because I think I have this theoretical fan base yeah. of people who not only do I want to perform for, but who I know live very close to where I do perform for. Yeah. And even and then I'll invite them to free shows. Like, hey, no, I get paid the same either way. I just want to show these clubs that I can bring people out, theoretically. Yeah, you're a draw, yeah. And it's really annoying when some people just keep constantly forgetting. Uh, here, here's a really sad tale. Uh, one night I did a show like I did at Hyenas, free show on a Thursday, do 25 minutes. I invited plenty of people. I think I think our buddy Dustin showed up that show. Nice. And he's been like, I've forgotten how many shows. He, he'll come to show. I'm just like, yeah. that's if you come to like one of my shows, I will pretty, I'll most likely remember that. And you will forever be awesome to me. Nice. But okay, so this one show, and it was two guys that I have been to a show before. Okay, okay. that's fine. All so right. this night in particular, I hit up one guy, and he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not um, going out that much these days. And it was a Thursday night. I, I get it. Cool. That's fine. The other guy, he was like, oh, it's a school night. And I was like, you're in school? And he was like, no, uh, I, I got to work the next day. Okay, I get it. You got to work. This guy's not going out that much. This guy's got to work the next Combo day. Combo excuses. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Cool. I go do the show. You know, have fun. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So that night, my best friend came out. He brought his girlfriend who I hadn't met. I don't think I'd met before. They came out. We had a great night, you know, talked after the show. They left. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go have me a post-show drink somewhere. Oh, just no. A mile down, just a mile. Oh, yeah. You picked up on that foreshadow <laughs> well, very quickly. Yeah, about 30 seconds ago, but yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to my cheers where not everybody's going to know my name, but I'll know the bartender and I'll know the door guy. And I may know some people there. So I went to, you know, may it rest in peace, Maine at Southside. Right. Just literally down the street right. where commerce turns into Maine. Yeah. There's lyrics in there if Mass is still <laughs> a place and needed a theme song. So I pull up there. There is single-digit cars in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. And I knew there wasn't, like, a big thing going on. And whatever it was. You I don't get, care. You're there to wind down. Yeah. Yeah. I, and whatever, even if there's, like, a big show, I, you know, hey, this is, this is my spot. I can get in for free. I'm going to see, say hi to Kevin, the door guy, whoever's bartending. Mark, the sound guy, is probably going to be there. And then so I go in there, minimal people. There's a guy on stage playing piano. There's about three people watching him. 
Then there's Mark, the sound guy. Uh, Kevin, the door guy, was not needed, so he was bartending. Uh, <laughs> this is the night they didn't need a door guy. It was just like, <laughs> something's happening. We're not charging money for it. Yeah. And then at the bar were those two friends. Those sons of bitches. My buddy Alan and my buddy Dotchin. Do you talk to Alan Brown and Dotchin Hong. Yes. I love those guys. <laughs> but they were both there at the bar, literally about 30 minutes after that show like, I, ended. I hope you didn't say shit and you sat two seats down from them. I walked up to them and, I, <laughs> and my sarcasm meter was cranked to 11. And I go, oh, oh, look who it is. <laughs> And then I gestured at Dodgson, or, or I gestured at Alan, and I go, or I, I go, well, if it isn't Mr. It's a school night, and Mr. I don't go out much these days. Oh, my and God. They, I'd have first, fucking died in my seat. Because I literally <laughs> came up behind them, and I you know, literally kind of like blindsided them with one of my presents and what I said. They turned around, and at first, they're just like, what the fuck is he on about? This is, oh, they it, forgot. It, they forgot. And then it slowly <laughs> dawned on them. It, like, their brain was registering who I was, what I did, how they knew me. And then, you know, as the brain does, it's like you see this person. It comes start, in layers. The, like the an data onion. starts filling in, Matrix style. <laughs> and then they kind of get to, oh, yeah, Brian did message me about the show. And then I didn't have to mention it. They both just kind of looked at me and looked at each other. They're like, oh, no, was that tonight? I was like, yeah. It was. Oh, <laughs> so that's awful. It's, it's not that you know some people are just like I want to come to a show. They tease you about coming, or you know they just it falls on deaf ears. It's even two people that know you and like you, and you respect each other, right? And you are you your friends allegedly. Even then, <laughs> allegedly, even then, you at some point for some amount of time do not register in their consciousness yeah. you so, are you are blanked out of their existence with, for just with, a moment and, and with that being considered and alan even picked up dachin he was like <laughs> man i we feel they felt so bad he was like dude i even mentioned mentioned message dachin i was just like hey man you do anything tonight so even the prospect of doing something that night was it in their back and forth are you doing anything tonight no i'm not hey I'll come pick you up and take you to mass. So how, and that's what they how big of a reward is it with that being considered? When something bad happens to him? Oh, no. Wait, what? Not where I was going with it. How, how big of a compliment is it whenever people actually show up to your show? I mean, with all that being considered, because that's not a one-off. You've had that happen a bunch, I'm sure, right? Where you invite people out, they give you an excuse. Yeah. Maybe you catch them in the act or not, but you know that they can... You know that they can and come out and support you. No, you don't. <laughs> Hell no, you don't. I'd rather them not been there. But how, how honored are you whenever people actually showed up for the show? Because you know that there are plenty of people out there that are going to give you some dry-ass excuse why they can't come to your show. Oh, uh, that night in particular. Uh, not, not, okay, not that night. Sorry. Uh, a few weeks ago on my yeah. birthday show, I had this guy who I had befriended with my old job at a bar in Bedford. And he's got tattoos on his arms of like one uh, familiar with the band Mastodon oh yeah so he's got one of their albums is basically spread across two forearms so we we hit it off we like a lot of the same Damn, music dude, that's crazy and he taught he told me about going down to Austin and seeing uh, Ari Shafir record a special or, or cool. just going down to Austin seeing Ari Shafir yeah. and then you know I, you know over the years it just depends on where he'd be at, if he was at that bar at that one point in time and we talk talk about comedy talk about music and I invite him to so many shows. And then so many times, he, he said he was coming, and then wouldn't, and then coming, and then wouldn't, coming, and then wouldn't. And then 
he finally came to that birthday show. Oh, that's awesome. And I was just kind of like, and this is spread over years. Right. And yeah. it's just like, is it because you felt that bad enough now? Or was it also that plus it was my birthday? Yeah. And it's just, there's got to be a better metaphor than pulling teeth. Because at least then it sounds easier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can numb. Yeah. At least with pulling teeth, there's a bit of numbness. Right. And I'm yet to be numb. <laughs> it hurts every well, time. And I'm, I'm not. Well, they. Well, I guess they're the ones that I feel like they're numb because they said something. They're coming to a show, but they don't. And I've just had people just straight up, just you know, metaphorically, just you know, suck my dick about coming to a show, and then they don't. And yeah. then the next time I see them, there was like zero remorse, and I'm just kind of like, do you think? Like, I'm sorry, I. I remember you saying that, yeah. and I, I hate you now. Like, or like I don't, I low key hate you. I, yeah, I don't yeah, like you yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate you. I don't actually hate you because I wouldn't be talking to well, you right I, now. But I, also, I feel I'd like, like I, dig into this. More. I feel like I understand that too because I like this little event here. It we do stuff like this repeatedly mm. all the time, and so I get a lot of that. You know, people telling me either excuses or, you know, I'll be there and then they don't show up, but. I don't really hone in on those people. I really hone in on the people that are in this room right now that showed up to support this. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these tables. One, two, three, four, four tables here in the main room. There's only two other tables where I don't know anybody. And then at the okay. bar, they just got up and walked out. There was two, three, four. There's four people at the bar. That came out for the. I mean, so those are the people that I try to kind of focus on. Yeah. But that's amazing that's what when you, you can get people do. out here. And, but it's just, it sucks when, like, you, you do appreciate the people that do show up. Mm -hmm. But then, and what sucks is I smoke weed plenty of, plenty of times. You, you I know, smoke weed technically every day, but you, it doesn't you know, help me forget. It's bad for your brain. The people that told me they were coming that I expected to see. I wish I could forget about them, but I can't. Because after the show, I'm just kind of like, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, there's like 12 people that said they were coming. Not maybe. Definitely. Not probably. I'll be there. Not I'll think about Brian, it. Brian, say me Possibly. And then it's just like, oh, no, I'm coming. And then they, <laughs> and they don't. And then that's what sinks in after the show when I should just be grateful for the people that were there. And I am grateful, but then I'm just like, ah, oh, the potential. There's more potential. That could yeah. have had a dozen more people but in there. But you've been doing this long enough now that you know that you're going to run into the the bullshitters. But and it the, never gets easier. Yeah. Well, you, it should. You think. Yeah. Grow up, Brian. <laughs> I don't want to. No. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Let's focus on just being grateful for the people that actually support you and really pour our attention into yeah. those folks. You know, you sent me one invite, and I was at your show. That is such a rarity. That I want my name tattooed on you. Well, I only have the one. Oh, wait, no, you. Yeah, you heard the joke. I only got the one or the two. Tattoos. Tell us, tell us that story. Oh, just yeah, I won't do the bit, but uh, okay. So how I got a koi fish on my back? Yeah, it's not really a story. I was 19. By the time we got to your set, I was pretty drunk. I know I laughed first, my ass first off. First real girlfriend who I lost my virginity to mm, was the, one of the worst people that's ever existed on this planet. She uh -huh. was like, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. And I was just like, oh, this is a healthy first relationship yeah. for, a, for a young man. Were you thinking that at the time? Uh, well, it was my first and only relationship at the time. And I couldn't think of anything else. I couldn't think of a world that existed without this terrible person. Right, yeah. Who would accepted me in more than one way. And, all your uh, bullshit. and so 
and she had like a she had a tattoo and she, I was like I'm gonna get a tattoo as well and there was just some bullshit with some roses and our initials and then I really regretted that so we were, we were together for a year and a half and oddly enough is awful you know, the dumb fights that she, she she physically abused me I never laid a hand on her but she hit me plenty of times and I was like I'm sorry you know accused me of cheating on her which I'm like was she <laughs> older than you no Huh. Uh, like a few months younger, you know, same age. She accused, like, God forbid, I, you know, I had, I went to a different TCC because <laughs> she went to TCC, a different one here, and I went to, no, I went to a different community college. We eventually okay. went to the okay. same TCC. I went to a different community college, and we had a group project at someone's house, so there's like five people over there, and she accused me of cheating on her because I had to go to someone's house for a group project. I'm just like, how could, I couldn't even... I am in front of your face every possible second. I'm getting yelled at by my mom for never being home. Oddly enough, I was keeping on top of my schoolwork at the time, because so was she. But I'm like, I, I'm getting in trouble at work. I'm getting in trouble at home because of you. How would I even work this out logistically if I wanted to cheat on you? I, I don't have the balls to do that. So I uh, got a tattoo on my back, some bullshit. Just to cover it up. And then oddly enough, oh, no, no. Well, that was that. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Just bullshit like that. And then we, oddly enough, broke up very amicably and peaceful. It just kind of came to a head. We are just like, we shouldn't do this anymore. And I was like, I went home and told my mom that. I was like, We're, hey, yo, me and that terrible person broke up. And she's like, my mom didn't believe it. She's like, no, you didn't. I was like, no, we did back. She's like, it's daytime. You're here. Okay, maybe <laughs> she had something to do. But no, and I was just like, no, 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 I'll prove it. Trust me, I'm going to be home. <laughs> she's like, okay. But that night, that fucking night, I don't know how... It was like afternoon, just decided it's over, went home. So I was like, I got to go reconnect with my friends. And I went and found uh, my best friend of this day. I went and I was just like, okay, I know he's, he still lives in Irving. That's where we grew up at. I was like, I don't know if I have his number anymore. You know, had to, you know, I out, you know, just blanked out of existence for, I didn't talk to my friends, barely talked to my family because I still live with my parents. Uh, so that night I was like, freedom, sweet freedom. I was like, oh, where can I find Anthony? Like, hang out. I was like, okay, uh, I don't know where he lives. I don't think I have his phone number anymore. Luckily, I know his mom very well. Like she worked at our elementary school and our high school and kind of like a second mom to me yeah so i go to her house where he grew up at where him or his mom lives and his stepdad lives i was like i don't know like seven something at night i go and i'm like you know knock on their door and angela his mom opens up she's like brian what are you doing here and i i caught her up to speed yeah i was like yeah this is a terrible relationship for a year and a half did wasn't allowed to talk to my friends all this we broke up and i'm like i i don't know where anthony lives and so she was like oh okay so we hung out with uh I got his number. She called him. He was act. He was oddly enough. Uh, he was actually out getting a tattoo. He, <laughs> even though he lived on his own, he wasn't telling his mom about some tattoos he was getting. It was, pro- it was probably the one of the Halo. Uh, he, he was really big into Halo for a while, so he's got the Halo logo tattooed on his arm. And so uh, he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "All right, I'm out with some friends, but uh, come to my apartment, you know, at this at this time." So I went met up there, and then a week later, I smoked weed for the first time. Jesus, because I was just like, I haven't done anything, and I'm almost 21. That's when it all went downhill. Oh, no, it was very, very (laughs) uphill after that. So at some point, I'm like, and I got this dumb tattoo on my back, you know, and I'm, you know, broke, like, 20-year-old, 
And at some point, like a couple years later, I played a March Madness tournament. My buddy was working at Outback Steakhouse at the time, you know, like a lot of restaurants and servers there, they're gonna, you know, put money together on a bracket. And I didn't give a shit about college basketball. But at the same time, my buddy is huge than the Mavericks. This is about 2006. Yeah. So I was watching a lot. I was getting, keeping on top of the Mavericks. Because he's like, oh, they're really good now. They got this guy, Dirk Nowitzki. I was just like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> so I was watching a lot of sports center. And so all this residual college basketball knowledge was just getting into my Bouncing head. Bouncing around in there. Yeah. And I was just, I was like, you know what? I got, here's 20 bucks. I'll fill out a bracket. Screw it. Ohio State's going to repeat. Won the pot. And I won $330. God damn. And I knew, I knew exactly what to do. Tattoo time. When got that shit covered up with a koi fish. <laughs> I had ideas, but the, the, tattoo, the tattoo artist was like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not. I was like, whatever works, man. Just put whatever works. Hold on. Just, are y'all leaving? Can, can, one minute. I want to. Okay. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a wild day. Oh, I bet. Lots of crazy stuff. When did you get here? Not when you started. When did you get here? I got like here 10? at 9.30. Oh. Yeah. It's still in my bed. Yep. It's going to be a long day full oh, of fun stuff. Brian, your, uh, your comedy is uh, excellent in some regards. Is it going to get any better? <laughs> is it going to get any better, you think? With more stage time, yeah, that's yeah. how it should go. Bye, Jaybirds. You get more stage time. You go up in front of different crowds, different places. That's one thing to DFW's credit is we're not kind of boxed in like like Austin. You, you, you'll go up in front of different kinds of crowds a lot of places. But, yeah. you know, even like you go to Denton, you're going to get a certain kind of crowd. With DFW, you kind of, to a certain degree, don't know exactly what kind of crowd you're going to get. But the great thing about DFW's natural diversity is that when you when you go to a comedy club, like if you go to a place like at Main at Southside, you know, or Cicada, you're gonna get kind of a niche kind of a crowd. You're, For you're, sure. You're, yeah. you're, you go to a depending on the place in Austin, you're gonna get a kind of a niche crowd. Like yeah. I've done the same sets in two different places in Austin. One did not go well, the other one went very well. And I was just like, oh, was the crowd too woke or something like that? But I'm like, wait, no. The more theoretically woker crowd was where the set went very well. So yeah. I don't know. It, again, different crowds, different times, different places. But with DFW, you go do a show at a brewery, yeah, at a comedy club, Eclectic. more of a neutral kind yeah. of ground. You have to entertain all these strangers from different walks of life, different points of view, different barometers for what they find funny. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about comedy is, you, and you got to reach that middle ground. I, you know, something you're proud of having come out of your mouth that is funny, and you're, you know, that you're, you know, hopefully you're proud of it. You know, this is something I like, and I, you know, this is what I find funny. Oh, they found it funny too. Cool, I'm onto something. Right. And you know, you build A, B, C, D, whatever. You build on top of that. Like my my best friend Anthony, he is my own personal stand-up comedian. But he also knows his friends inside and out and knows what makes them laugh. Right, right. And he said out of his own mouth that he was like, I could never do what you do. And I was just like, I just, that's the way I like. Because he's like, I can never go on stage and entertain strangers. Right. He's the guy that he works at a place like Outback Steakhouse or he works in the film industry now. He gets to know you. And then he really he gets to know what really makes you laugh. Yeah. And he's also that guy that you know when he works with people he 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 can kind of start doing impressions of them if they really have something <laughs> that he can latch onto right. with an impression. And then 
what's great is if he does the impression for me and I don't know them, I'll take him on his word, but it's not that funny because I don't know them. <laughs> right. But, and he's just one of those guys. That's why he's, he's my own personal comedian because he'll do like an impression of one of our friends. Or he busted out a Jason Kidd impression. Okay. And I was like, this wasn't back in the day. This was Jason Kidd head coach impression. And I'll, we're, we're, on his, we're on his couches. I'm smoking weed. I, I go to the floor because I'm laughing so hard. I didn't know one a Jason Kidd impression existed from yeah. anyone. <laughs> then, it, then it came from him. And I'm just like, holy shit, that is, that is very funny. So that's, that's one thing that's been weird. One of the weirdest things about doing stand-up is some people are just like, oh, I can never do what you do. I'm like, it's fun. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Yo. Know, Comic, stand-up comedy. I think back in the day with like hacky, like '80s, '90s comedy, it was always always like, oh, I guess the the class clown or the Robin Williamsy type, all of them. the Brian Regan type yeah, is going to them. be the comedian. Well, in this day and age, you know, you could go back as far as like Stephen Wright. If if that was the case, Stephen Wright would have never gone on stage. Why? But, well, because of he's Stephen Wright. He's very low deliberate slow right. but because that is the time and place for someone you know for a month like Mitch Hedberg he's not okay I didn't I didn't think a stand-up I could be a stand-up comic back in high school it was when I was in my young 20s smoking weed with my other friend who was like let's go do an open mic and I was like what's an open mic because I didn't know how comics got started right because you think every comic is just this bouncing off the walls kind of guy you know who's naturally funny and you're like yeah. oh yeah I know that guy is in English class like right. that's the guy yeah but when you're on stage you have the microphone the lights on you the audience is there they're quiet because they're waiting for you to say something right. and you can be as coked out and loud as Robin Williams or as slow and deliberate as Stephen Wright or Mitch yeah. Hedberg yeah and then that's it's it's so structured it's your time and place where you can shine how you are funny do you like going That's to open mics just to watch people bomb to death? Uh, not really. You what, what, don't. What, what is wrong with I'm me? I'm not much of a cringe guy. Is, is there uh, something wrong with me? Because those are my no, favorite. No, because that's... <laughs> no, it's it's something you it won't usually be posted online. But even before that, yeah. like it's something you have to go see for yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to make the light of day, right? Yeah, nobody's proud of that. It's something you have to witness firsthand oh. at a place just like you know, like pouring glory. I could see. I've been to open mics at places like this where, hey, we got like five square feet of space. We got a PA. Be funny. Yeah, and then <laughs> hopefully some people pay attention to what you're saying. Like uh, the guy earlier here, uh, what's his what's his card? Uh, Itchy Richie and uh, that guy. Yeah. You know him, right? Itchy Richie, Richard Keller. Okay, that's his name. All right, yeah. so uh, yeah, so he gave me a business card. Oh, Itchy nice. Richie and the Burning Sensations. Yep, he's he gonna went, get sued by Hot Wheels. <laughs> oh yeah, he's definitely gonna. Yeah, yeah they're gonna 100%. get Mattel's gonna get litigious on. Him. Uh, <laughs> He mentioned going to an open mic we used to have at the Houston Street Bar in downtown Fort Worth. Right. And that was definitely, a, it's a giant sports bar. You know, if it, it was on a Monday night, so got, you know, oh, cool, football season, the open mic's going to happen after football. We know that. Just comes with the territory. But he got to see, that he, did the, he tried his hand at open mic a couple of times. Richard did? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so next I'd time like you see him, see bring that. that up. Well, he's right there, so. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, and that was, that's a <laughs> sports bar. So you're, you know, it happened right at the entrance. So people walk in right past you. Oh, you might we got to say goodbye to the, the Jaybirds. Bye, Jaybirds. We love you. Thank you for coming out. They can't. You're the reason we do these episodes. <laughs> we love you. They might. Safe travels. 
Bye-bye. But that Houston Street <laughs> Bar is like probably your just regular nobody gives a shit kind of open mic because you, you're on, there, there's no stage, so you're on quote unquote the stage right next to the front door. Uh-huh. The only people paying attention to you are the ones that unfortunately sat near you when the open mic started, maybe yeah. two or three people at the bar and two or three people at the closest table to you, which was, you know, what the case in the uh, Houston Street Bar. Everybody else is And then all the out. comics are in the back because they're just like, I'm Talking, not, I don't want to. Yeah, but the thing is, they're, you know, that's their right. They can do yeah. that. And it's, no one should have to pay attention. It's an open mic at a sports bar. Yeah. The only thing worse than an open mic at a sports bar is an actual show at a sports bar. Because an open mic is whatever. That there would no never happen, right? Nobody's going to oh, do a show at a sports bar. Oh, yeah. I've done some. It sucks. Uh, I even produced one. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually tried to do it here last September. Uh, a comedy show? A fucking... Now, listen. This is better the, the, because the, the, it's the not... The comic was great. I wouldn't even call... This isn't a sports bar. It's a it's a restaurant that has a bar that has four TVs. Yeah, but so but the environment bar. is not conducive to a comedy show, right? Do you know who Kate Greathouse is? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You met yeah. her? Yeah. Okay. So she, yeah, she plays a bit hyena sometimes. She was nice enough to put on an act here for us during our event. We had vendors out there. Three bands had gone up before... And it was just the most horrendous environment for a comedian. And I didn't take that into account. She's a wonderful comedian. But I... I could already the tell you a couple whole of things. Time wrong. she was up there, it was just it was bad. One co- comedian should never follow bands. Were bands outside or inside? Outside, and, and I think we had one inside. Yeah. And the comics were inside we, or we outside. We had one comic, and she went on last, and it was outside See, on the main stage. One outside comedy, not good. No, uh, comedy following bands, not good. Yeah. Now, theoretically. This setup at here at Pouring Glory would be okay, I think, theoretically, best case scenario, okay. Like, where we're at, where you have the table here, and you got, like, five square feet of space over to my right. This is where a comic could stand and tell jokes to the people sitting at these tables. Now, the restaurant might have to be okay with people not ordering that much food or people sitting at tables longer than they usually would. But, you know, hey, it's a show, whatnot. But Mm -hmm. they're, yeah, outside... No. With bands, uh, I've done comedy like with bands before, mm-hmm. and usually what people in bands think is uh, it's like, oh hey, uh, me and some uh, our my band, a few other bands are playing at this place. Do you want to do comedy in between the bands? I had to learn that the hard way of saying, oh no, <laughs> that is that's, that's a terrible that idea. Yeah. That that break between bands, that's for the sound guy and the next. That's for the band to break down, the sound guy to help set up the next band, yeah. and that's for everyone to order another drink, go so to the bathroom, go could, outside, have a smoke. You do like a five minute set, like some real zingers while that's no, going on. Right? Everyone's going back and forth. That's a break for everybody from everything because yeah. they just got their ears just got pounded for yeah. 30, 40 minutes with music. Just put some house noise on. House music yeah. on. The sound guy can also. There's shit happening on stage. Yeah. There's movement on stage. Yeah. At a comedy club, yeah, seeing stand-up that. comedy, the only thing moving on stage is the comic. It should be the comic. And yeah. also, there's like hopefully minimal, you know, backdrop behind them. Yeah. You know, that's a stool and a drink on a stool. You can maybe go up and there's like a drum kit on there. Right. But as long as no one's on the drum kit testing out the tom. Yeah. You know. So. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That like 10, 15 minutes between bands, that's for everybody to not have to pay attention to something. Yeah. That's for, you know, smoke breaks, right. drinks, whatever. Go to your car, smoke some weed, whatever. Now, the best way, and I had to consult with a couple other comics you know, out of state of how to do this right, 
if, if you're a comic and you want to be on a show with multiple bands and and they're cool with it and maybe they even requested you this is how i've done it successfully i think at least two times you have you know three or four bands whatever you have your last band your headline hopefully like headlining band i know there's a difference between playing last and being the headliner yeah. i wore this from my buddies <laughs> in secret of boris in dallas there's like I was like, oh, y'all aren't headlining this show? Is that Curtain Club? Because they went on next to last. They're like, oh, no, no. Like, we're headlining, but uh, the band afterwards, that's the deadliner. And I was like, deadliner? I've never heard that term before. Because that's not in comedy. It's obvious, like, you know, your headliner obviously is the guy going last, doing most, most, most of the minutes. Yeah. Doing a longer set than everybody else. Yeah. But especially in local shows, there's the band that everybody's there to see, and they're probably going up. You know, third out of four bands, and then the last band is the deadliner. That's when the waitress starts filling up the ketchup bottles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, not the waitress because they're at a music venue. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. But so for a comic to go up in front of bands, this is, uh, and the band wants you there, and you're not just like jumping on the show and just kind of like, I got nothing better to do. Can I do some jokes before each band. What you do is you have the, the main band, say, hopefully that's like their album release or their single release, whatever they want to do. Now they go out, they go up and set up. They get their sound check in, they're ready to go. And then the main person of the band, maybe the front man, the most pronounced person of that band who's comfortable yeah. talking in a mic, not always the person that sings, they come out and introduce the comedian. That way you, you're validated in front of their crowd. Because you, you're probably nobody to them. Yeah. You're just, you're, they have like three band names. I did this for Mean Motor Scooter at Mass. I think it was like a 420 show. Amazing poster. It was great. Yeah, they did Mean good Motor artwork. Scooter, uh, a couple other bands, and my name was on there too. So I had uh, a buddy, Joe Tacky, go up. They went up and set up. Never heard of him. Joe <laughs> introduced me. And so that validated me for that crowd who may not have known there was a comedian on the show. Or you know if they or, or people that didn't know who I was. Yeah. So I went up there, did some time, and then I got done. And so people are standing around, but they're standing around ready for the next act. Yeah. So they like, can at least get their attention. So I go up there and do my time, and then I'm done. And then I bring up the band, and then they can pretty much start playing. Yeah. So there's very no momentum is lost. That's very important to the whole process. You, 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 it's not just about is the comedian uh, good at what they do. There, there's a you, you got to have some respect to the environment, right? I mean, yeah. In short, that's what it is. And trying to put a comedian, a very talented comedian, outside in September on a stage after three bands was such a terrible idea. But she's great. We love Kate Greathouse. I hope to do some more work oh, with her, and, and I need to get her back on the show soon. She's been to punk shows and garages, yeah. so that was nothing. Like no. she's probably like, "Hey, I should be, I should be treated as good." Like, yeah, this and is great. And an artist has to grind it out. Yeah. and I, I think she gets that. I think she gets that. Brian, where, yeah. people, where can people find your content, uh, and where are you playing next? Uh, do you have any residencies? <laughs> no, that's not a thing. <laughs> is it not? Uh, you don't no, play in a DFW. particular place regularly. Uh, no, I just get booked where I can get booked. How do you I feel about Ryan Piero? Piero? Uh-huh. Perio? Perio, yeah. yeah. How do you feel oh. about that guy? We've been in the game almost the same amount of time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. He's been on the show. Oh, yes. Nice. Oh, I love Ryan. Yeah. We've been doing comedy pretty much the... I think we started within a month of each other. Does he ever get tired of you stealing his jokes? No, I just steal them and make them so much better. And he's just like, I, I can never think of them that's good. in a way that that's, you could. That's a very good relationship to have. 
What are, but, what's, uh, uh, what's your Instagram? So uh, for Instagram, Twitter, and the rare TikTok. I don't ever do anything on TikTok. It's no, all it's neither. all at the Breckening, which is also the name of my podcast, the, the Breckening Podcast. Breckening. The Breckening Podcast, uh, where I occasionally get off my ass and go to people and interview them. I need to check out your podcast. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's uh, entertaining. I've seen your comedy. I hope your podcast is better. Uh, you learn about my subjects, and apparently, though, I do repeat stories. Uh, <laughs> I, I've yet to upload a, this one podcast I recorded, and my buddy asked, he's like, did you tell this one story? I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm pretty sure I've heard that story three <laughs> times already. I'm like, I know not much happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a story about doing stand-up uh, while, while a guy, a guitarist string, he had to fix his string, so... Uh, Excellent. It's, I don't have good stories. You do. So. You got great stories, like the koi fish on your back. <laughs> Brian, we love you. Can we get you back on the show? Absolutely, man. All right. Thank you all for listening. Right. We'll see you next Thank week. You. A huge thank you to today's guest. Thank you for coming out to this Mixer event and recording with us. We're going to do more of these in the future. We invite the entire DFW community out to these mixers. Give them the opportunity to meet other people, sit down and record with us, talk about what their project's been up to, or what they've been up to with their projects, and uh, maybe a little bit about their business or their show or whatever else. It's a mixer. Figure it out. Whatever you want to do. But thank you all, Sincere. We, we had a lot of people show up for this, and it, it was one of those things. That we were trying to test this out and just see if it was something people would want to do. And we got our answer. We had a whole bunch of folks show up. A lot of cool cats and kittens so anyway we're gonna do it again this time we're gonna do it at mcfly's pub nothing's been set up yet still gotta talk to casey over there if you do go to mcfly's pub tell casey you heard about him on the show that i don't mean like that's the first time you went in there and it's because of me that you went in there uh but you did hear about him just now you heard about mcfly's <laughs> so tell him tell him next time do it for me do it for the show uh, yeah, anyway, we'll do another mixer. If you miss this one, no biggie. Uh, we'll keep doing them as long as you guys keep showing up for them. So, anyway, thanks everybody that came out. All right, um, September 23rd, out at Pouring Glory, we are going to be doing the big show, the big event. We did it last year, we're doing it again. Last year, we had 250 people show up, uh, whenever uh, at best count, it was at least that many. We want to try to double that this year. And this is why you need to come out this year. Uh, four bands. We're going to have Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation, uh, Cassandra May Laurence, Late to the Station, and Jaybirds. All playing for you. Oh, by the way, did I mention this has been paid for? Your admission has already been covered by our wonderful sponsors, who we'll talk about here in just a minute. There's going to be a vendor market, a special food menu that Scott's putting together out there at Pouring Glory. It's going to be a great day. Last year was so much fun. Um... It really legitimately was just a big old party, and uh, we had a great time. So we'd love for you to come out this year, help us support Cook Children's Hospital, help us celebrate uh, another year of podcasting, and just get to see a bunch of awesome people. There's going to be another award show. There was an award show last year where we uh, congratulated a bunch of podcasters. We've got some uh, some more interesting award categories this year, so... You're not going to want to miss this. You might even be getting an award. If you're listening to this, you might very well be one of the people that's getting an award. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, September 23rd starts at 11, goes until 6. And more details will be on the Facebook event. 
It gives me the option to post stuff as we update information. So go to Facebook, tell the event thingy that you're either interested or going, and then it will let you know every time we update it with more information. And uh, if you don't know already, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and all the streaming services. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. You already knew that. Our email also is media at Fort Worth Roots. All this information will be in the show notes, so you don't have to be taking notes. Speaking of not taking notes, sponsor time. Go check out our friends at Cowtown Nutrition. They're located at 5430 River Oaks Boulevard. They offer a healthy alternative to that compulsory fast food craving. You can also load up on your favorite Herbalife products and learn about their fitness groups that they hold on location at Cowtown Nutrition. Check them out on Instagram at Cowtown underscore nutrition. Pouring Glory, where the big event's going to be at, 1001 Bryan Avenue, Fort Worth, Texas, just off South Main Street. Pouring Glory is a growler refilling station that serves craft beer and award-winning food with live music. They've got a very impressive outdoor area. Take advantage of Dog Park Sunday, 11 to 4, I think. Take your fur babies, oh, excuse me. Take your fur babies off of their collar and let them run around and socialize with the other fur babies. Body Machine Fitness, 2300 West 7th Street in Fort Worth, Texas. They offer a truly one-of-a-kind fitness experience. Your first class has already been paid for. Go to bodymachinefitness.com to schedule your first high-energy cardio strength group fitness class with best-in-industry trainer, cutting-edge audio and lighting. Show up early or stay after the class for the IR sauna and nutritious snacks in the lobby. I've been going here for a while. Uh, I just recently went on vacation down to Gulf Shores. uh, And... uh, we had a great time, but we're having trouble getting back on the bandwagon. <laughs> we were killing it. We were going to Body Machine Fitness twice a week. We were feeling great, and uh, we could tell a difference in our physique, and our bodies are tightening up, and it just, I don't know, it's great. It's uh, And it's not miserable. I've done classes. I've been to the gym. I've been doing this my whole life, and it's not always fun, but Body Machine Fitness, they keep it very energetic, very fun, and it's just, it's a good energy uh, as people know what they're doing. So anyway, like I said in the little read there, your first class is paid for. You just go to bodymachinefitness.com, click on the tab, schedule your first uh, high-energy cardio strength group fitness class, and uh, you pick a date, date and time that works for you. And then if you want us to go with you, there's two of us now here at the Fort Worth Roots uh, Body Machine Fitness uh, Workout Club that I just made up. Anyway, we will go with you. Hit me up, media at fortworthroots.com. And uh, just tell me what you're planning on doing, and we'll work out a day to go with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. McFly's Pub, 6104 LTJG, Barnett Road, Fort Worth, Texas. Just put it in your navigation. McFly's Pub. It's a 1980s Back to the Future themed bar with a very impressive outdoor area, fire pit. You can hang out with your buddies. You can bring some friends for pool, dart, cornhole, jumbo, Jenga. Uh, you can catch a live show. Every Tuesday, Tommy Luke's out there doing a open mic night. That's always fun to do. And uh, if you run into Casey, the owner there, tell him you heard about McFly's on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Will he give you something for it? I don't know. Probably not. But he'll be like, oh, cool. I listen to that show too. Woodpost Metalworks. Woodpost Metalworks. You can get uh, 10% off using offer code PODCAST817. They specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fencing gate repair, or installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. Hawkwalker Originals, you can go to hawkwalker.com. They offer a huge variety of unique and personalized gifts, also laser engraving uh, to customize just about anything you can think of. Uh, 
Again, that's HalkWalker.com. And those two right there, if you got an anniversary, birthday, Christmas, whatever, you got something coming up where you need to buy somebody a, a unique, thoughtful gift, holler at these people. Tell them what your uh, idea is, and they'll make it for you. Uh, Walker. Uh, Originals is really good about taking an item and customizing it for you. Woodpost Metalworks is really excellent at taking an idea and then making it out of steel. So there's some options for you. All right. Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. These folks have been taking care of the Fort Worth Roots podcast for a very long time, and they can take care of you too. They'll even give you 50% off just by mentioning the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Uh, for a roofing tune-up. That's when they get on your roof, they check all the pipe jacks and vents and make sure that the sealant around them is uh, covered. They're also going to identify any other damages and they're not up there trying to find more things to charge you with. In fact, if they find more damage than what the uh, roofing tune-up will cover, they come down off the roof, they'll show you the pictures and you won't owe them a thing uh, for that roofing tune-up. They'll stop work immediately, come on down, show you the pictures. And then if you need help working through the uh, insurance process, they got you. 817-882-6520. Get more information at roofingsolutionshauk.com. And again, this is all in the show notes. Also, you can find me posting about these people all the time on our social media pages. Uh, That's just Fort Worth Roots on all of it. All right. Who else? Who else do we need to talk about today? That's it, man. That's all of our sponsors. If you think you'd like to sponsor the show, you can hit me up, media at fortworthroots.com. I think that's it, folks. September 23rd, we would love to see you out there. Like I said, it's going to be supporting a great cause. Um, I personally have... I do not have children myself, but I have friends, and some of my friends have kids. And some of my friends and their kids have had to spend some time up there at Cook uh, Children's Hospital. And I cannot brag on these people enough. The reason that that's our uh, charity that we decided that we wanted to work with, uh, we just picked one, right? But there's a reason we picked this one. Because I've seen what they do for the families. I've seen how hard they work to not only treat these children, but make sure that they're comfortable. Uh, They they cater as much to their emotional side as they do their physical side. I'm going to get choked up if I talk about this too much. But uh, these people are doing incredible work and you're not necessarily supporting them you're supporting the children and their families and making sure that that uh that can continue these families can't always pay for the treatment that these kids get and uh there's there's a lot of other stuff and i'm going to try to do a social media video just a real quick uh informational video uh, from somebody up there at cook children's uh, trying to work that out started that process today we'll see if we can get something uh sorted but uh, just have somebody intelligently talk about it rather than me just babbling about uh, thoughts and feelings. So anyway, it's going to be a good good, uh, good day out there. Uh, September 23rd, I ordered 88-degree weather, uh, partly cloudy with a nice 8-mile-an-hour, mm, 10-mile-an-hour, 8-mile-an-hour gusting to 10-mile-an-hour uh, breeze out of the north. It's going to be a great day. So... Come check it out, and uh, I will keep you informed. Like I said, go to the Facebook page, click on the event for the uh, 23rd, September 23rd, and then as more information comes out, we'll make sure that you know all about it. It's going to be a big one. Okay, that is enough talking out of me. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.